0: Well, good morning, good afternoon, or good evening, whatever time of day it is when you may tune in. This is Minister Kay Mortimer with Covenant Truth Ministries, and welcome to you. Thank you for joining me today. I want us to be back in our volume of the book series today, and this may be the last lesson in this first part of our series, maybe what we would call uh, volume one or phase one, level one of this volume of the book, Portraits of Yeshua series where we're looking at Yeshua in the Old Testament in the Hebrew scriptures to understand that Jesus is there and he said that it was all about him anyway. And when he saw the two on the road to Emmaus in Luke chapter 24 and when he met with all the disciples later he told them. He took them through Moses and all the prophets to show them about himself in volume of the book. And so we're going to see a few more evidences today. We're going to discover another one in the life of Isaac and Jacob. And today we're looking at lesson 14, the blesser. I want us to read a few passages in Genesis to understand more about this. And then we'll talk about some of these. Genesis chapter 25, beginning in verse 19, it says this, This is the genealogy of Isaac, Abraham's son. Abraham begot Isaac. Isaac was forty years old when he took Rebekah as wife, the daughter of Bethuel the Syrian of Padan Aram, the sister of Laban the Syrian. Now Isaac pleaded with the Lord for his wife because she was barren. And the Lord granted his plea, and Rebekah his wife conceived. But the children struggled together within her, and she said, If all is well, why am I like this? So she went to inquire of the Lord. And the Lord said to her, Two nations are in your womb. Two peoples shall be separated from your body. One people shall be stronger than the other, and the older shall serve the younger. So when her days were fulfilled for her to give birth, indeed there were twins in her womb. And the first came out red. He was like a hairy garment all over. So they called his name Esau. Afterward, his brother came out and his hand took hold of Esau's heel. So his name was called Jacob or Yaakov in Hebrew. Isaac was 60 years old when she bore them. So the boys grew and Esau was a skillful hunter, a man of the field. But Jacob was a mild man dwelling in tents. And Isaac loved Esau because he ate of his game. But Rebekah loved Jacob. Now Jacob cooked the stew, and Esau came in from the field, and he was weary. And Esau said to Jacob, Please feed me with that same red stew, for I am weary. Therefore his name was called Edom. But Jacob said, Sell me your birthright as of this day. And Esau said, Look, I am about to die. So what is this birthright to me? Then Jacob said, swear to me as of this day. So he swore to him and sold his birthright to Jacob. And Jacob gave Esau bread and stew of lentils. Then he ate and drank and rose and went his way. Thus Esau despised his birthright. Now let's look at Genesis chapter 26. And I want to begin the reading in verse 12. Then Isaac sowed in that land and reaped in that same year a hundredfold, and the Lord blessed him. The man began to prosper and continued prospering until he became very prosperous, for he had possessions of flocks and possessions of herds and a great number of servants. So the Philistines envied him. Now the Philistines had stopped up all the wells which his father's servants had dug in the days of Abraham his father, and they had filled them with earth. And Abimelech said to Isaac, Go away from us, for you are much mightier than we. Then Isaac departed from there and pitched his tent in the valley of Gerar, and dwelt there. And Isaac dug again the wells of water, which they had dug in the days of Abraham his father, for the Philistines had stopped them up after the death of Abraham. He called them by the names which his father had called them. And Isaac's servants dug in the valley and found a well of running water there. But the herdsmen of Gerar quarreled with Isaac's herdsmen, saying, This water is ours. So he called the name of the well Essek, because they quarreled with him. Then they dug another well, and they quarreled over that one also. So he called its name Sitnah, And he moved from there and dug another well, and they did not quarrel over it. So he called its name Rehoboth. Because he said, For now the Lord has made room for us, and we shall be fruitful in the land. Then he went up from there to Beersheba, and the Lord appeared to him the same night and said, I am the God of your father Abraham. Do not fear, for I am with you. I will bless you and multiply your descendants for my servant Abraham's sake. So he built an altar there and called on the name of the Lord. And he pitched his tent there, and there Isaac's servants dug a well. Then Abimelech came to him from Gerar with Ahuzah, one of his friends, and Phicol, the commander of his army. And Isaac said to them, Why have you come to me, since you hate me and have sent me away from you? But they said, We have certainly seen that the Lord is with you. So we said, Let there now be an oath between us, between you and us, and let us make a covenant with you, that you will do us no harm since we have not touched you and since we have done nothing to you but good and have sent you away in peace. You are now the blessed of the Lord. So he made them a feast and they ate and drank. Then they arose early in the morning and swore an oath with one another. And Isaac sent them away and they departed from him in peace. It came to pass... The same day that Isaac's servants came and told him about the well which they had dug and said to him, We have found water. So he called it Sheba. Therefore, the name of the city is Beersheba to this day. When Esau was 40 years old, he took as wives Judith, the daughter of Beri the Hittite, and Basenath, the daughter of Elon the Hittite. And they were a grief of mine to Isaac and Rebekah. Now let's continue reading one more swath of scripture in Genesis chapter 27. Beginning in verse 1, it says this. Now it came to pass when Isaac was old and his eyes were so dim that he could not see that he called Esau, his older son, and said to him, My son. And he answered him, Here I am. Then he said, Behold now, I am old. I do not know the day of my death. Now therefore, please take your weapons, your quiver, and your bow, and go out to the field and hunt game for me, and make me savory food such as I love, and bring it to me that I may eat, that my soul may bless you before I die. Now Rebekah was listening when Isaac spoke to Esau, his son, and Esau went to the field to hunt game and to bring it. So Rebekah spoke to Jacob, her son, saying, Indeed, I heard your father speak to Esau, your brother, saying, Bring me game and make savory food for me that I may eat it and bless you in the presence of the Lord before my death. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice according to what I command you. Go now to the flock and bring me from there two choice kids of the goats, and I will make savory food from them for your father, such as he loves. Then you shall take it to your father that he may eat it and that he may bless you before his death. And Jacob said to Rebekah, his mother, Look, Esau, my brother, is a hairy man, and I am a smooth-skinned man. Perhaps my father will feel me, and I shall seem to be a deceiver to him. And I shall bring a curse on myself, and not a blessing. But his mother said to him, Let your curse be on me, my son. Only obey my voice, and go get them for me. And he went and got them and brought them to his mother, and his mother made savory foods such as his father loved. Then Rebekah took the choice clothes of her elder son Esau, which were with her in the house, and put them on Jacob, her younger son. And she put the skins of the kids of the goats on his hands and on the smooth part of his neck. Then she gave the savory food and the bread, which she had prepared into the hand of her son Jacob. So he went in to his father and said, My father, and he said, Here I am. Who are you, my son? Jacob said to his father, I am Esau, your firstborn. I have done just as you told me. Please arise, sit and eat of my game, that your soul may bless me. But Isaac said to his son, How is it that you found it so quickly, my son? And he said, Because the Lord your God brought it to me. Isaac said to Jacob, Please come near that I may feel you, my son, whether you are really my son Esau or not. So Jacob went near to Isaac, his father, and he felt him and said, The voice is Jacob's voice, but the hands are the hands of Esau. And he did not recognize him because his hands were hairy like his brother Esau's hands. So he blessed him. Then he said, Are you really my son Esau? He said, I am. He said, Bring it near to me, and I will eat of my son's game, so that my soul may bless you. So he brought it near to him, and he ate, and he brought him wine, and he drank. Then his father Isaac said to him, Come near now and kiss me, my son. And he came near and kissed him, and he smelled the smell of his clothing and blessed him and said, Surely the smell of my son is like the smell of a field which the Lord has blessed. Therefore, may God give you of the dew of heaven, of the fatness of the earth, and plenty of grain and wine. Let peoples serve you, and nations bow down to you. Be master over your brethren, and let your mother's sons bow down to you. Cursed be everyone who curses you, and blessed be those who bless you. Now it happened, as soon as Isaac had finished blessing Jacob, and Jacob had scarcely gone out from the presence of Isaac his father, that Esau his brother came in from his hunting. He also had made savory food and brought it to his father and said to his father, Let my father arise and eat of his son's game, that your soul may bless me. And his father Isaac said to you, Who are you? And he said, I am your son, your firstborn Esau. Then Isaac trembled exceedingly and said, Who, where is the one who hunted game and brought it to me? I ate all of it before you came, and I have blessed him. And indeed, he shall be blessed. When Esau heard the words of his father, he cried with an exceedingly great and bitter cry and said to his father, Bless me, me also, O my father. But he said, Your brother came with deceit and has taken away your blessing. And Esau said, Is he not rightly named Jacob? For he has supplanted me these two times. He took away my birthright. And now look, he has taken away my blessing. And he said, Have you not reserved a blessing for me? Then Isaac answered and said to Esau, Indeed, I have made him your master. And all his brethren I have given to him as servants. With grain and wine I have sustained him. What shall I do now for you, my son? And Esau said to his father, Have you only one blessing, my father? Bless me, me also, O my father. And Esau lifted up his voice and wept. Then Isaac his father answered and said to him, Behold, your dwelling shall be of the fatness of the earth and of the dew of heaven from above by your sword you shall live and you shall serve your brother. And it shall come to pass when you become restless that you shall break his yoke from your neck. So Esau hated Jacob because of the blessing with which his father blessed him. And Esau said in his heart, the days of mourning for my father are at hand, then I will kill my brother Jacob. And the words of Esau, her older son, were told to Rebekah, So she sent and called Jacob, her younger son, and said to him, Surely your brother Esau comforts himself concerning you by intending to kill you. Now, therefore, my son, obey my voice. Arise, flee to my brother Levin in Haran, and stay with him a few days until your brother's fury turns away, until your brother's anger turns away from you, and he forgets what you have done to him. Then I will send and bring you from there. Why should I be bereaved also of you both in one day? And Rebekah said to Isaac, I am weary of my life because of the daughters of Heth. If Jacob takes a wife of the daughters of Heth, like these who are the daughters of the land, what good will my life be to me? Chapter 28, beginning in verse 1. Then Isaac called Jacob and blessed him and charged him and said to him, you shall not take a wife from the daughters of Canaan. Arise, go to Padam, Aran, to the house of Bethuel, your mother's father, and take yourself a wife from there of the daughters of Laban, your mother's brother. May God Almighty bless you and make you fruitful and multiply you, that you may be an assembly of peoples and give you the blessing of Abraham to you, and your descendants with you, that you may inherit the land in which you are a stranger, which God gave to Abraham. So Isaac sent Jacob away, and he went to Padan Aram, to Leban, the son of Bethuel the Syrian, the brother of Rebekah, the mother of Jacob, and Esau. Now, we read a lot of scripture there, but I wanted you to understand the fullness of the history of this account. So let's talk about some of the history from what we've studied already and what we read today. Abraham was 100 years old when Isaac was born. Abraham was approximately, we believe, around 130 when he was called to offer Isaac on Mount Moriah. And Isaac would have been about 30 years old at that time, it's believed. Now we come to this reading of what we just read. Isaac is 40 years old. He married Rebekah. We saw that in Genesis 24 in our last lesson. Now Isaac is 16 years old at this time. And he's been praying for he and Rebekah to have the baby. Now you have to remember, God had covenanted with Abraham that he would have descendants. And they would be as vast in number as the sand in the sea. And Isaac and Rebekah had been married now for 20 years and had not one child. So he had been praying for a baby. Well, God gave him the twins, Esau and Jacob. And obviously, they were not identical twins. They were very different, fraternal twins, I guess we would call them. And they struggled even inside the womb. So Rebecca prays and she inquires of the Lord. She is given a promise and a prophetic word from the Lord given to her about these two children and their descendants. These twins were named Jacob and Esau. Esau was born first, which meant in that custom that he would normally receive the birthright. The birthright was a very important thing in Jewish tradition. Normally it would go to the oldest, to the firstborn son. It gave him an entitlement to a double portion of inheritance it would also give him judicial authority and leadership within the family when the father died. It brought him inheritance, more than just money and possession, but also position and authority and influence in the family and in the family's line. Also, this would give him the right to the father's blessing, which would be especially prophetic and especially beneficial For the firstborn son that would receive this due to the birthright. The blessing of the father was very important in that day and in that culture. God established such a blessing to be passed on from one generation to the next. It was a blessing but it was also prophetic to some degree and when we see the fathers of scripture blessing their children and their words we see prophetic elements to that, and we will understand more of those in coming lessons as we continue to understand about Yeshua, even in some of those prophetic blessings. The blessing would be special and desired. One resource says the blessing drew its power from the sincerity of the Father who delivered it. The blessing would hold eternal spiritual power and privilege and honor as well. Notice how God had already given promise of the future of these boys to Rebekah during her pregnancy. Esau and Jacob were fully different, not just in the way they looked as far as being paternal twins, but they had different characteristics, different pursuits, different lifestyles, different desires. It's important to understand their character inwardly. Esau's character inwardly did not honor God. He despised his birthright, meaning that he held it in contempt. He disesteemed it or considered it worthless. There was no real value in it. Let's see what we read later in Scripture about Esau. In Hebrews chapter 12, beginning in verse 14, it says this, Pursue peace with all people and holiness, without which no one will see the Lord. Looking carefully, lest anyone fall short of the grace of God, lest any root of bitterness springing up cause trouble, and by this many become defiled. Lest there be any fornicator or profane person like Esau, who for one morsel of food sold his birthright. For you know that afterward, when he wanted to inherit the blessing, he was rejected, for he found no place for repentance though he sought it diligently with tears. God knew the heart inwardly, and God is telling us here that Esau's heart despised his birthright. We saw that in Genesis when we read it. The scriptures tell us he disesteemed it. He considered it worthless. He was willing to sell it for one bite of food when he was hungry. He was not going to starve to death, but he was willing to sell it because it was in his heart inwardly. He despised it. The Bible calls him here a profane person, a wicked or vile person. And this was also proven when he chose the wives from pagan countries. He chose to take two wives, which they were not supposed to do to begin with, because God had given them the principle in Genesis chapters 1 and 2, that the man leaves his father and mother and takes a wife, and the two of them become one flesh. So. Here we also see Esau rejecting God's design, rejecting God and his authority. He chooses to take two wives, and he chooses to take them from pagan countries. And notice he does this to despite his parents' instructions. He knows that it will not please them. So we see Esau's character. He dishonored and disesteemed his birthright, and from him, Came a line of very wicked people from his seed the seed of wickedness continues into Amalek that was one of Israel's enemies for generations and Esau became the father of the Edomites of Mount Seir and others that were coming from him later in the line Esau's character was wicked he rebelled against God and all godliness and holiness therefore the author of Hebrews uses him as an example of those who refuse to live in holiness and instead choose to hold on to bitterness and evil. Now I want you to understand something that God says in the prophets, in the Hebrew prophets. In Malachi chapter one, verse two and three, it says this, God is speaking here. As a matter of fact, let's just read verse one as well. The burden of the word of the Lord to Israel by Malachi. I have loved you, says the Lord. Yet you say, in what way have you loved us? Was not Esau Jacob's brother, says the Lord? Yet Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated, and laid waste his mountains and his heritage for the jackals of the wilderness. So here we're seeing that God, the sovereign Lord, has a choice, and he says he has chosen Jacob not Esau. He's rejected Esau. He has hated or rejected him. God who sees the end from the beginning knew Esau's contempt for him, contempt for his authority, contempt for his will. God knew Esau's character within, even before he was ever born. And so he gives that promise and that prophetic word to Rebekah while they're still in her womb. It was a sovereign choice. Jacob would be the one that would love God, although he was very flawed. And the scriptures do not hide from us that all of God's chosen men and women in the scriptures are still very flawed people. They're very flawed in their character. They're very flawed in various ways. Abraham had lied. Isaac had lied. They're not perfect, but yet God chooses them sovereignly and has blessed them and brings them to repentance. In the scriptures we see that. So Jacob was one of those. He was God's sovereign choice, and the light of Messiah would come through him. Paul also speaks of this in the book of Romans, where he quotes Malachi's prophecy, Romans chapter 9, verses 10 through 13. And not only this, but when Rebekah also had conceived by one man, even by our father Isaac, For the children, not yet being born, nor having done any good or evil, that the purpose of God according to election might stand, not of works, but of him who calls. It was said to her, the older shall serve the younger. As it is written, Jacob I have loved, but Esau I have hated. So Paul is speaking here about God's sovereign choice and about how the one who knew the end from the beginning chooses because he knew the inside, he knew them inwardly, he knew their character. It wasn't about their works. It was about who would honor God and who would not. Their heart, the heart is always the matter. That's the part of the matter that God cares about is the condition of our heart. Notice the difference. Jacob was flawed in his character and God would work on his character for many, many years now before and during God's fulfillment of the covenant promise of Abraham's descendants. God even renewed the covenant directly with Jacob. I want us to see this because this is important. God directly renewed the covenant with Jacob, the covenant of Abraham with Jacob in Genesis chapter 28. This is where Jacob has his dream about the ladder or the staircase or the spiral, whatever you want to call it, that ascends between earth and heaven and the angels of God ascending and descending upon it. Jacob's ladder, we call it. And in Genesis chapter 28, verse 13 and 14, notice this. And behold, the Lord stood above it and said, I am the Lord God of Abraham, your father and the God of Isaac. The land on which you lie, I will give to you and your descendants. Also your descendants shall be as the dust of the earth. You shall spread abroad to the west and the east to the north and the south. And in you and in your seed, all the families of the earth shall be blessed. So right here, God directly renews the covenant with Abraham to Jacob in a direct conversation with Jacob. Jacob was obedient and honoring of his parents and of God, even though he was flawed. We later see that in his obedience in marrying within his own family. He received this renewed covenant by God directly that we just read. God directed his life and helped and prospered him. God's blessing was upon him and it is beginning to come to pass. So Jacob received the birthright blessing, the blessing of the Lord through Isaac his father. Now some say this was through trickery, deceit by Rebecca. Remember, she already knew that that blessing was going to belong to Jacob. Maybe she was trying to help God out, maybe God somehow used her choice anyway, whether it was right or not, and God brought that blessing God would have seen to it one way or the other, whether it was this way or another way in his own time and in his own way, God would see to Jacob receiving that blessing. But in spite of Rebecca, whether it was right or not, God used her actions for his own purposes. And I want you to notice that this blessing that Isaac gives to Jacob was prophetic, even though Isaac may have assumed he was giving it to Esau, yet God who is sovereign was seeing to it that this prophetic blessing was delivered in faith through Isaac. Notice this in Hebrews chapter 11 verse 20. By faith Isaac blessed Jacob and Esau concerning things to come. Concerning things to come. And that word is talking about being a settled future, things that will come to pass in the future, things that were futuristic, but they were guaranteed. This blessing comes with power. It was a special blessing. The blessing is still applicable today, even to many Jewish families. They still practice this and will regularly bless their children. I believe that that could be something that we could easily pick up from the Jewish people and appropriate in our own families and in in their lives from the scriptures to deliver blessings to our children. That's what I mean. It will make a huge difference in your children, in your family, and in their future. Think about how much better off all of our children will be today if they heard regularly God made you special. God has a beautiful plan for you. You are perfect in the way that God has made you for who you are to become. And God has great things in your future. I don't know what they are, but I want, to, I want to help you find out. I want to help you grow in that. And I want to encourage you. You can be what God has made for you to be. How much more of a difference would that make if we were regularly telling things like that to our children from the Scriptures? If we were giving them things like Psalm 139, if we were giving them passages like 139 that tell them how God created them and intricately wove them and they are a special wonder from the Lord and they are fearfully and wonderfully made and God has great plans for them in a book that he's already written before there was ever one of their days. How much more of a difference for good will that make if our children are hearing blessings from the mouths of their parents? in the synagogues even today and in some Jewish families they continue with blessing the children and these blessings come straight from scripture they have one for the boys that comes directly from Genesis chapter 48 verse 20 from Jacob blessing his children as a matter of fact in that case he was blessing Ephraim and Manasseh the children of Joseph and that is the foundation for the boys blessing even to this very day the foundation for the girls blessings are in Ruth chapter 4 verse 11 from the blessing that was given in regard to Ruth and the new baby that God had given to Ruth included in the messianic line with Boaz and that blessing goes something like this may the Lord make you like most of the time now they add Sarah Rebecca Rachel and Leah, who built the house of Israel. And so that's coming from the foundational scripture in Ruth chapter 4, verse 11. So even today, there is a powerful blessing for the boys and for the girls that's still released upon them today in many Jewish homes and synagogues. We even see the power of the blessing in the New Testament. In Luke chapter 2, beginning in verse 25, it says this, And behold, there was a man in Jerusalem whose name was Simeon. And this man was just and devout, waiting for the consolation of Israel. And the Holy Spirit was upon him. And it had been revealed to him by the Holy Spirit that he would not see death before he had seen the Lord's Christ or the Messiah. So he came by the Spirit into the temple. And when the parents brought in the child Jesus, And Joseph and his mother marveled at those things which were spoken of him. Then Simeon blessed them and said to Mary his mother, Behold, this child is destined for the fall and rising of many in Israel and for a sign which will be spoken against. Yes, a sword will pierce through your own soul also, that the thoughts of many hearts may be revealed. So Simeon possibly a priest, a rabbi, Sanhedrinist, may have been. He is delivering a blessing over Jesus as the baby in the temple and over his earthly parents for their upcoming task. And we see prophetic elements in this blessing. This was a powerful blessing ordained by God to be delivered from Simeon to Jesus and to his parents. Then let's look in Mark chapter 10. In Mark chapter 10, I want to read verse 13 through 16. Then they brought little children to him that he might touch them. But the disciples rebuked those who brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was greatly displeased and said to them, Let the little children come to me and do not forbid them. For of such is the kingdom of God. Assuredly, I say to you, Whoever does not receive the kingdom of God as a little child will by no means enter it. And he, meaning Jesus, took them up in his arms, meaning the children, and laid his hands on them and blessed them. Now it's very possible because the same blessing from Genesis 48 and 20, verse 20, and Ruth chapter 4, verse 11, have been delivered for 3,000 years perhaps, for centuries by the time of Jesus, it's very probable in my opinion. Him being a Jewish man, knowing those blessings, may have delivered that same blessing that the rabbis would give even to this very day. May Jesus have possibly given it to these children in Mark chapter 10. We know that it says he blessed them very possibly with the same blessing that the Jews give even to this very day. Also, we remember the blessing that God commanded to be delivered daily over his people by the priests in the temple. And I want us to close out by considering just a couple other points. This being one of them, I want to read Numbers chapter six, beginning in verse 22. And the Lord spoke to Moses saying, Speak to Aaron and his sons, saying, This is the way you shall bless the children of Israel. Say to them, The Lord bless you and keep you. The Lord make his face shine upon you and be gracious to you. The Lord lift up his countenance upon you and give you peace. So they shall put my name on the children of Israel, and I will bless them. Jesus would have blessed with this blessing as well as the great rabbi. That he is. But he's also our great high priest. According to the book of Hebrews. And he. Blesses us as well. And in the very last thing. That Jesus does. Before he ascends back into heaven. We read in Luke chapter 24. Verse 50. And he led them out as far as Bethany. And he lifted up his hands. And blessed them delivering the blessing over his disciples as he ascended back to heaven. Also, we remember the original promise to Abraham in Genesis chapter 12, verses 1 through 3. God said, in his seed, in Abraham's seed, through Isaac and Jacob, the Messiah who would come later, in him, all the families of the earth would be blessed through faith in Messiah Yeshua, The seed of Abraham, who Paul clarifies for us according to Galatians chapter 3, is Yeshua, Jesus the Christ. God is a blessing, proven here with the Father's blessing to Jacob, given by faith of Isaac, blessing the Lord's promise of Messiah who has come, and he also is the blessing. This concludes part one of our volume of the book series, where we are seeing portraits of Yeshua through through the volume of the book, the whole of Scripture. And we will have more to come in the near future. May God bless you through this message, and may you join us for future episodes and more teachings brought to you through Covenant Truth Ministries. God bless you in Jesus' name. Amen.